CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. Normally, this is hosted by Dan Edwards. Tonight, it is hosted by the dad of a seven-year-old in grade two who has germs that are undeniably strong. And I'm on, uh, I think, day five or six of kicking this. Uh, so please bear with me. We've got some cool content to talk about tonight, which is why I wanted to press this week for a show rather than uh, just play wuss and say, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, either way, this works out really good because today is Tuesday uh, that we're recording. Uh, but my guest tonight is Mr. James Miles, staff writer extraordinaire over there on the Hackers Paradise. <clears throat> He and I are going to venture over to PGA Frisco uh, tomorrow, our time. So two days ago, your time. Uh, and we're going to join Odyssey, uh, Callaway Odyssey, for the AI1 release. And we're I, I'm super excited about it. Um, what's fun about this show, James, and I'll, I'll let you say hi here in a second. What's fun about this show is we get to say a bunch of things. And by the time the show actually drops, our perspectives are going to be totally different, which is awesome. Either way, hello, my friend. Hello. So we know things that they don't know that they're going to know when we know them, because when they listen to the show, then they're going to know what we knew as we knew them then and now. Okay. I, mean, I followed that perfectly. So <clears throat> I assume this is clear for everyone else. My plan is to let you talk. And I went on like a one minute uh, madness on right, why. I exist and you are just like chomping at the bit to say something. Hey, I, I, um, I understand. I understand the bionic germ thing from kids when you, know, yeah, dude. You, you need to add two more of them to your house. And then it's just like Russian roulette all the time. Okay. So <laughs> fun fact, Cal had, uh, my son Cal had uh, trick or treating tonight and he got home. He was all excited. I hid my office cause you know, it was snowing here and that is unacceptable, uh, but also not, great for a guy who just finished cutting the grass and is now trying to kick a cold so um anyways he came in and and i happened to be speaking to my brother on the phone i was like did you know how lucky this kid is he goes what do you mean i said if you had told me eight plus years ago like just even gone on a small venture down the germ highway with me there's no chance i would have reproduced there's <laughs> no chance <laughs> you had three of them you're psychotic Hey, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you just, you just wake up and hope. <laughs> I remember the, the dog days of COVID when you had to ride solo cart. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is great. No one can look at me. Like they, they're allowed to look at me, but they can't breathe on me. <laughs> no me. people. So, so I said to Cal at that moment, while my brother's on the phone still, I'm like, listen, I know, I know this is like way in your future, but please, for the love of your sanity, don't take microbiology in college. It'll do you no good. <laughs> and it will haunt you for the rest of your life. He goes, what's microbiology? I said, exactly, Cal. You never want to know what that is. I, you, you do know what the, uh, the, my better half's uh, major was, right? Yeah, that's, that's a problem. But it's microbiology. You know, <laughs> but she's way more sane than I am about it, which, I mean, good for her for getting out ahead of that. I came out on the wrong side of that conversation. <laughs> but anyways, it's not going great for me, but I feel like it's made for some entertaining discussion already. Um, and I'm optimistic, but by the time we get to, to Frisco, it's going to be better. Uh, um, it'll, be, it'll you, be better. You can tell I have energy. I just don't have a voice. We're working on the voice part. So 
I hope by by this time Friday we'll have brought a lot of cool content to you guys about the new putter lines that are coming out. Um, they're not really a good secret because we've seen them on tour a little bit. Uh, I know Verska was fairly mum when he was on the show, not saying much about it, and and you know, good for him for. for I, being I was proud of. I was guy. really. I was really proud of him on that one. Well, the interesting he, thing is he knows I have a record <laughs> button and he also knows I have a delete button. So uh, I kind of want him to slip and like the unheard, the untold story, which comes out after the fact that have been pretty cool. But, <laughs> but that's always been my goal is to get someone on here from the industry who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you that story. And oh, by the way, you can't ever release this show until, uh, you know, it <laughs> passed the embargo. So, yeah, I think that's a 2024 goal for me as we come closer to 200 episodes. I want to make a company guy slip. And I, and I don't mean that maliciously, James. I need to clear that up for all for anyone who chooses to listen. I want him to slip because we do have the buffer of an editor and a, and a time that we choose to release so that I'm forced to have that show just sit in the kitty, just waiting for that moment to say, I got you, but I'm under embargo or I'm yeah, under yeah. contract. I have, like, I have NDAs as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm not allowed to say anything either. So, you know. No harm, no foul, but ha ha. <laughs> gotcha. So, <laughs> excuse me. Hopefully that doesn't happen too much. Um, anyways, so let's talk AI one. But before we do that, James, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about something else. You ready for it? I'm always ready for your curveballs. Are you sure? Probably not. What do you think about a company coming out and expressing their concerns about something that has been made by someone else that was made by someone else previous and focusing purely on those two to say like, Hey, this is a little too close. Uh, I think it's extremely petty, especially like knowing uh, one of the examples you and I both discussed earlier today uh, that kind of falls within that. I don't, Let's be if clear. It, that was the example, James. It's not one of the. Yeah. It was the example. Well, you did this. I didn't know today. how. I didn't know how vague we were going. But I. Yeah, I no, whenever, whenever I. Whenever I read that today, I, I immediately thought of you because I'm like, this is a. This is a great little thing because it's to me it's asinine. Like, well, there's no better way <clears> of putting it because uh, if you're dealing with a truly unique product and somebody releases a like a new idea and immediately you see somebody copy it and down to the T, then it's whatever. If you're talking about a putter shape that has been done for 30 or 40 years and has been reinvented umpteen times, and then you're going after a company because of a company that ripped it from somebody else, did it first, they ripped it off first, and ripped off's not the right word, but they took the design first from someone else, so you're defending them. I just don't, I, to me, to me, there's, this is the perfect example of the internet rabbit hole of people like looking for things to be upset about. So exactly. First of all, <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. sorry, this one fires me up. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a bit of a putter whore and that's fine. Try not to drink through that one. Um, James is taking a drink of a, what looks like a sour beer, I mm-hmm. could be wrong. but um, yeah, so I have numerous takes on this, uh, all of which I think fall into the same, like, what the hell are you thinking category? Uh, first of all, I think it's to get conversation going around your product, which is kind of weird. Um, that There's that commentary that that I've heard time and time again that any press is good press. And I really struggle with that because I feel like entire brands have been damaged by someone being very stupid about something. And the majority of people being like, nope, don't like that. Um, it's it's different than a club not working out because you can just wait for next cycle. 
But if you, if you have something you can separate from a company with, I mean, that, that, that is there in spades in, in a lot of ways. So I think it's interesting that this person, I, I don't remember the name of the person on Instagram. It's a, a guy who's started to make putters. It looks like um, decided to compare a two on putter, the new Vista to a Scotty Cameron. Was it the Newport two or Newport one? Um, it's I the flat remember. bumper one. Yes. And that's the fun part is just say answer because that's, you know, what you're dialing it back to. So they're challenging and and of course you're you're cherry picking as much as you can that makes a putter a putter to say like these things are too close and one of the arrows i thought was pretty funny james pointed at the words i don't know uh, on the angled back end of the putter a- outside of the uh, the cavity or f- the shoulders yeah the shoulders yeah. so the, the funny part is obviously when you have a putter of that shape at some point it has to go down and at some mm-hmm. point it has to you know roll over or, or curl under in different ways to get to that uh, that bumper or and and I think it's funny because when it pointed at it the first thing I looked at is oh look the Toulon's twice as tall as the Scotty is in that part like but I don't think that's what he was trying to tell me so here's what I think is funny and, and I want to compare it to something different because I know people have strong perspectives on this, but you know, it's a putter that's existed in this, in this world. And I'm sure let's say casually 50% of the people who you ask, who is the first person to create this putter? Most of them will say, well, it's Scotty, right? Mm -hmm. When in reality, Scotty did a beautiful job redefining what the answer looked like. Yeah. So that that's fine. But my comparison to that is if you take a muscle back iron, James, Mm -hmm. there's only, nothing you can do to it to make it unique right um type of material type of metal type of forging Mm -hmm. type of um, stamping on the back the location in which you either do carve outs or load up material but inherently by design that muscle back iron has to function within the confines of what makes it a muscle back iron it cannot have a cavity it has to be heel to toe in a certain way Mm -hmm. It has to have uh, a, a hosel on it. Like there, there are all these things that have to exist to make it a muscle back iron. So why then does someone not get immediately credited for that? And then everyone else is just copying them every year. Well, it's, I mean, the muscle back's a great example because it would be, we can, you, you can see aesthetically a thousand different ways that companies have, you know, have tweaked and they, like you said, they've moved mass and they've inserted other weights. So you visually get a different thing, but inherently in a muscle back, you'd want a certain CG location. You want a certain top line size. You want a thinner sole. You want a compact heel to toe. For the most part, there's a couple companies that kind of buck that, but it's the general rule of it all when it comes to putters. And I am a self-professed putter nerd that goes into all this. These are the arguments that I have a really big problem with because I have, I have, I am one who will recognize and go, well, that's an answer to, you know, as opposed to it being a new port. And I, but I, I'm okay with all of the guys who've come through now and they recognize things through Scotty, but Scotty himself doesn't have a problem with somebody else making a new port or a new port too, because he knows what he did. So, so to try to create this, especially whenever, like in the example of today, you're actually selling putters yourself that fall into the lines of being based off of an answer putter. I don't understand what's what's gained out of it because 
there's there's only so many ways you can do things. And, and especially when you're talking about Toulon, the interesting thing that was missed in all of it, and I stayed out of it today, I didn't want to, but I did, is Sean has said from the start with this reinvention of Toulon Golf that he wants to take classic shapes, truly, you know, Mount Rushmore type shapes and styles and do them their way as a tip of the cap to locations as they do by naming them like the Vista, right? And a tip of the cap to the design itself and saying, we've taken this, this, and we've made it an even more of a work of art. So he's not trying to take anything. They're not trying to take anything. They're not trying to knock off anything. So why you create this, this whole hubbub about it, I don't, I don't understand. So I, I thought one of the things that was funny in the comments, and, and this is like that whole glass house conversation, right? Which was another comment, actually. <laughs> uh, throwing rocks at this glass mm-hmm. house. It, I believe this particular individual, and I'm not familiar with the work he does. I'm, I, I would imagine like most of these putter makers who are on Instagram um, doing their own thing, he, he puts a lot of time and effort into yeah. perfecting his craft. Um, it, from what it sounds like in the comments, one of his original putters that he designed was, um, either a replica or a nod to, to the most popular putter in the world, which is Scotty's timeless. So it's like, my question is why bring it up? What is the benefit to bring it up? If you number one, do it yourself and number two, do it yourself. Yeah. And, and number three, why not go back to the original? Are there not enough connections between the original answer and what Toulon's done? Is that the problem is he didn't see enough of that connection? I don't know. The thing about it is, is you and I both know on that shot, you could take, I mean, you could do like the Brady Bunch split screen thing with all the kids that are on there and make it all these different styles of putters that are the exact same design of putter. And they look to the naked eye almost identical. Uh, but if you look closer, there are little things that are different because nobody has the same programming as they mill these things out. And they, they and even if they are identical, who cares? Because it's it, to me, <coughs> to me, it becomes a petty brand versus brand thing. And, and it's one one. It's OK for one brand to do it. It's not OK for another brand to do it because I don't like that brand. What I thought was funny is some of the names that I did recognize who are in the putter industry. There was there's some big names that commented on that. They snuck in there and they were like, "We we all agree how hard it is to replicate a putter, right?" <laughs> there's this like willingness to admit that you can't just say, "I'm going to make an exact replica of this and go into your machine and do it," unless you're paying to get under the hood of someone else's company, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, you could go buy one and, and you could you could measure every single radius and every single curve and everything and plug it in and, and go away at it. But there's still going to be certain things that are, are different and unique. I mean, uh, I believe that's called Japan, James. Yes, this is very true. <laughs> or China, sorry. Very- I think the, the Chinese knockoffs are the ones that, that crack me up. And, and if they put even like five seconds into effort, mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit harder to see which one's which. <laughs> Yeah, you're going after one that has. I mean, they they are they're putting painstaking time into all this. Hell, the material that they use is the same metal from Rolex watches, and it takes mm-hmm. twice as long to mill. So, so yeah. there's all these little idiosyncrasies, and that's why I sent it to you today because I just as soon as I saw it and I peeked in the comments and I saw some 
some Mount Rushmore putter makers are kind of dropping in there just here and here, here and there. And, and some other really well-known guys in that segment. And it, it became this <clears throat> giant thing. And I, maybe that was the goal. If that was the goal, kudos to you, you nailed it. Well, the goal is to trigger me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my goal. My goal was to trigger you. <laughs> <clears throat> so here's my thought about it. Um, at, at the end of, at the end of all conversation, uh, what 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 I feel like it did was discredit or discount. Discount is a better word. It discounted the commitment and effort that Toulon has taken to create, refine, and Im- potentially improve, or at least put their spin on a beautiful putter shape. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll admit, I'm pretty biased. I'm incredibly fond of Sean and, and everything he's done with Toulon. Um, but I just feel like it was an unnecessary shot to take at a guy who's done an awful lot for the industry. And while I can't fathom Toulon doing anything more than, you know, hitting it like it's a fly and with a fly swatter, yep. it, it still seems like an unnecessary shot to take from someone who gets what it takes to design and mill and produce a putter. The better part of it is, is you're going after someone who literally created the spider putter. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're calling, <clears throat> you're calling this man out for ripping off design and whatever else he made the freaking spider. There's like the, all of his creativity is on display on one of the Mount Rushmore putter shapes of all time. Well, so. I, I think that's the other piece that's worth discussing is putter shapes are so refined now and the comprehension of MOI benefits, especially from a mallet's perspective, uh-huh. there's not an awful lot you can do visually or functionally to recreate that wheel. Like the two ball was different, right? It was different. The number seven uh, w- had a heavy impact on the design well, of a putter. The spider had a heavy impact uh-huh. on the design, but, but you notice how the ghost isn't exactly the cores or whatever that was. The one oh. with a giant hole in it. You notice how that's not making waves out of their companies. Yeah. It, it's incredibly hard for these guys to create something that is both beneficial for golfers and will sell. Well, and I think it's natural for if you are a, in my opinion, if you are a putter maker or a company with a significant putter department, you are doing yourself a disservice by not trying to provide a shape that is one of the most popular shapes ever. And that can go for whatever, anything or, or in the case of, as we lead into what we're going to eventually talk about with Odyssey, adding shapes that are immensely popular on tour that other, other putter makers are, are kind of not known for, but they were one of the ones to put out there. The shape itself was never revolutionary in some of these, but they made it popular because of the brand behind it. So if another brand can do the same thing with that shape, but put their technology into it, then why would you not do that? To well, me, and that's always mm. been my big argument in putters, is with the exception of something god awful hideous like the truss putter, I don't under I don't have a problem with somebody taking a number seven and trying to make their own version of a number seven. In fact, I think if more companies would try to be more like the seven than trying to put their own spin on it, it would be vastly more successful for them in, in the critical critical ways and just general play. I think sometimes people are so afraid, and it's usually the smaller putter makers are so afraid of being called out like that, that they try to get really cute with it. But 
a seven is a seven for a reason. It is funny how the seven, they're like, oh, I don't want to copy that. Yes. But please buy my answer, my answer too. <laughs> yes. And that, but with those, it's like, yeah, no, that's exactly, that's the legendary putter. And I, I'm cool with it. So why not just do the same thing with these others? I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting rabbit hole for us to go down to. But it, I mean, it, this is the putter episode. <laughs> yeah. I like that you keep thinking we're going to talk about AI one. I'm just trying to lead you that way. I'm excited. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to say about that is putter technology is a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. There's always a, a fear of what can you implement into a putter that doesn't scare golfers away? Number one, sounds good. Number two, yes, looks good. Number three, and doesn't scare golfers away. I'm going to add that in at one and four because we're a very skittish bunch with our putters yep. and I oh. want to use examples. So, so Toulon is, and, and Taylor made, we've seen different versions of carbon fiber getting used uh, exoskeletons to provide perimeter weighting, which adds a significant benefit to uh, getting that weight outside and improving the MOI. So it's like, what, what can possibly work next? And, and I don't want to discredit, odyssey i think they've been doing some really interesting things they've they've stuck to their guns a little bit with a an insert that has proved time and time again to be exceptional for them the, gr the greatest insert of all time i mean yeah I mean, we, we could say what we're gonna say it's fine <laughs> uh, but I, I haven't outside of maybe stroke lab which i feel like had a big impact i haven't been like kicked in the face by an odyssey in a while well um, and i I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, please do. It, it, it's, but it's a great point in there because, I mean, when you talk about somebody like Odyssey, right? Odyssey, who, what it's, I think it's 13 years in a row on the PGA Tour. They've been the number one putter. Um, on LPGA, the DP World Tour, and the Tour Champions, it's uh, 19 or 20 years they've been the number one putter. This past year, we had a big conversation on THP with it, and I kind of got into an argument with people because uh, you and I have had the conversation. The amount of putters that Scotty Cameron moves compared to Odyssey is greatly skewed in people's heads. They don't really grasp how big Odyssey is. So Odyssey last year on the PGA Tour, Dan, they they won 54%. 54% of all the wins were theirs. That means they had more wins than every other putter manufacturer combined. I mean, these these are things these are things that get lost in it, but I say that to say this, it's not like Odyssey hasn't missed on designs before. And some of the things you brought up about putters with uh, namely sound, right? Mm -hmm. I will, I will die in the sound as feel camp. <clears throat> you know, I've had these conversations and anybody who's been on the THP community knows when that conversation comes up, I'm going to be in there because sound is feel specifically in a putter. And they have had some of the most innovative inserts ever made and they did not do well because the sound was off. Yeah. You know, I remember um my first uh probably 2016 my first experience with the uh micro hinge yes and it was just so polarizing from a sound perspective it was very quiet it was almost like people were looking for more the uh, role was in, yeah and the role and the was, role was spectacular yeah absolutely um but the other piece of that is not not only just because i feel like they went through a couple seasons of let's redefine the insert and then I feel like they went through a couple of seasons of let's redefine the visual. Yes. And they did some really cool things, but the, the challenge with that is, and especially from my perspective, and I believe yours as well, is I like a very quiet presence on the top of my putter. It's 
just what works for me. So getting that like that Versa setup or the uh, triple track stuff, mm-hmm. while it's phenomenal for a lot of golfers, it just didn't hit for me personally. So when I get this release, and and I really just want to tee this off for you because you know I think a lot more than I do about it. I get this release and I'm like, oh, okay, we're we're kind of diving back in. We've got some milled action. There's some cool things going on. And then you get to this this um, AI presentation, this AI presence on it. And I'll be honest with you, James. My first thought was, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I love that, dude. I love it. So I remember seeing the first... Um, do you remember the the alpha with the weight port that flipped yes yeah big birth alpha the, yeah. the whole thing with uh the apple the little, um, yeah 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 <clears throat> i remember seeing that for the first time gravity core I, gravity core yeah and and i legit said what the hell is that <laughs> so this time around i got to do it with a putter and for me that's exciting because i don't feel like i do that a lot with putters i like seeing different shapes i like seeing different styles, but I don't feel like I get to say that a lot, but technology and putters. So I hope that was enough to kick you off on AI one because it's a crazy product. It So it, it really is. And by, by the time you guys are consuming this, uh, hopefully you've already read our homepage article that went up on it. Uh, uh, it should have gone up right about the time that Dan and I are start posting from the event. Uh, well, we'll be attending with Odyssey uh, to really get the up close and personal with it. But um, one of the more interesting things in researching all this as we went into it is Odyssey's own research has shown that the putter has become the club in the bag that people leave the longest now. Um, it's on average two and a half years. And that is, that's a long time for a golf club, for any golf club. And we both know people who have had the same putter for 50 years. Uh, but if you are a golf addict, inevitably there's going to be something that catches your eye or you just have a really terrible putting day. And what do you do? You swap it out. Um, for some of us, that's, that's always been the go-to. So Odyssey really wanted to try to figure out how to, uh, how are they going to break that cycle? Because the same was true on tour. You know, we talked about micro hinge and how good micro hinge was. Well, even when micro hinge was at its peak, what was the number one insert for Odyssey on tour? It was the white hot. What has always been the number one insert since it was introduced for Odyssey on tour. It's the white hot, you know, that's why they brought back the OG. So how do you address that and bring in, you know, a, a tangible performance difference? And for them, and I think it was the logical thing. I've been waiting to see when we were going to see, you know, the AI buzzword be attached to their putters. Because um, Callaway has obviously done a bang up job in drivers and fairways and hybrids and irons. And, and, and you know, it's kind of been really what wedges and putters we've been waiting on. And so when this, when this hit, uh, the curiosity was definitely there and, and the concept of taking AI to a putter is brilliant because you can test thousands and thousands of different shapes of different materials, of different insert sizes, of, of different insert thicknesses. You can test all of these things in, you know, in a fraction of time compared to what it would, would, would have taken you in real life to mill a model, fit it with an insert, test it. And that's the that's the beauty behind AI. I think sometimes people are confused and they think that it just does all these things. It's it it has sped the testing process so much for these golf companies, specifically Callaway with their investment into it, since they're the ones that kind of kicked it to the forefront. 
So with the putter, now you have the ability to take that insert and, and play for actually making the sweet spot on a putter bigger, which this is a place where I've kind of been hit and miss on because my argument has always been, do you, re- do you really miss that much on your putts? Well, we all miss. We all miss at some point. So how do you make it better? With an insert, you have that, that benefit, and that's kind of where the AI steps into it all. And, and lo and behold, they have two models. So uh, I'm not sure where exactly you want me to, to dive into this first, if we need to just go model by model or, or, or what we should do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the door's wide open. We've got, we've got an insert that looks more familiar and we've got an insert that looks very coppery. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the familiar makes the most sense with the AI one putter, right? They have, and, and I want to clarify something because you're all going to see pictures and, and they have uh, the AI window on the back of the blade models in the AI one line, not the mallets. It's in the back of the blade putters. Uh, so if you get one of those shapes, there's literally a window that they use an automotive material, automotive grade acrylic, basically. So you can see the back of the insert and it looks wild. It is, it is putting visual tech into a putter that you will not see it address. So that checks boxes for you and I who are very picky about what we see at address. So it's cool when you pull it out of the bag and you can see all this stuff, right? It's just like we both geek out over new soul weight orientations on putters. Like that's really cool, especially cool because whenever I sit it down and get ready to putt, I don't have to look at it or think about it. And that's what's going on with these because they get to show off this unique curvature that they have the insert. So uh, it's basically on the AI-1, it is an aluminum backing that has the white hot urethane insert on top of it. And in the past, when they've done urethane and aluminum or urethane and another material, it's really caused issues with sound. Well, they think by putting it behind now and milling in grooves into the white hot insert, uh, they feel like that they've kept that white hot sensation. And based on some of the conversions on tour, I mean, we've seen some of the best putters in the world switch it. I mean, Rom put it in play before the Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, we had we had people in the tour championship put it into play, and and these are some of the some of the best putters in the world. Um, on the other side of things, you have uh, the AI one milled, which is a titanium insert, and it is they call it champagne. And when you and I both saw the pictures, I think our jaws were kind of like, okay, well, they, you know, I was like that that looks that looks legit, and, and that insert has a similar story to it with the AI backing behind it, but it is just a titanium insert in a fully milled stainless steel body. So on the milled ones, it is a it is a milled body putter entirely. Uh, in, in the mallets, you get the mill lines, you get the look that you want. Both of them have a deep navy blue finish, which should make Dan's ears perk up a little bit. I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see your reaction when we get them in hand. You know, because like the pictures only do so much for us. It's going to be emotional, yeah. <laughs> anything blue anything blue yeah um, I, I think I, I think the last time we talked about it i said give me all the putters in about two hours <laughs> <laughs> and and i mean there's 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 all sorts of shapes and, and if you if you guys check out the article you'll, you'll get into all that um the ai1 is going to do a split release so some of the models are going to come out now some of the models are going to come out in february uh, all of the ai1 milled are going to hit at the same time um and, and they feel like the milled line is, is their best effort at breaking through on that milled putter segment because it has a technology behind it still 
but to their claims feels like a true milled putter for guys who are used to a solid milled stainless steel, German stainless steel, uh, carbon, whatever putter that they're going to be very, very familiar with it. And that's, that's, that's the door. But I mean, that's the door Odyssey's always tried to kick in. I love that. And yeah, I mean, I remember back like, uh, was it the tour design or the black design? I can't, what was that called? Oh, it's going to kill me now. The one that had that full tungsten wrap on the back. Uh, yeah, that was the black series. Yeah. Black that, series that the tour the design first, is what it was called. Yeah the, yeah. the first implementation of tungsten and like that. And that, that was a milled putter that was amazing. I remember trying every single one of those heads and just falling in love the whole way through. Um, it's it's fun to have these like significant moments when you see putters that that have visual staying power in your head um and and beyond just like when we saw triple track on a putter is like what an incredibly good idea and an even better idea when you use triple track to begin with like but for someone like me who who might not pursue as much of that alignment help I see these and I'm like immediately it in it sticks in my brain. Like I really, really want to experience that. And I really want to see one close up, especially the, the AI one, the non milled to see that little port and yep. see exactly what's going on there. Cause it looks wild. Well, and I think what I found most interesting in all this is the way that Odyssey is telling this story. And we'll see if long-term they, they do it, what I view is the right way. Well, it's starting off the right way. The story behind it is not that it's going to make you make all these, a bunch more putts. It's that everybody misses putts and the biggest impact to your score is three putts, specifically three putts from distance. When you get to that 30 foot and out range, that's what differentiates, you know, really, really good players, really consistent players and, and other guys. Because if you miss a little bit on a 30 foot putt, on the insert on the face or whatever else the drop in speed retention absolutely destroys it we've all we've all had those putts where you catch it a little bit toe side and you immediately know and you're immediately upset with it like i i i i know i'm that way like you're you're immediately kicking yourself before the ball's even six feet away from you because you know there's not a chance it's going to get there and that's cal uh i was gonna say you know what i love about this release and as i'm uh selfishly scrolling through photos that i guess people <laughs> now that they're hearing me talk in this gargly uh sick dad voice they will all have gotten to see him anyway so i, I don't really hold anything over them anymore but i see that numerous putter heads especially in the the milled lineup they're not limited to a flange line and that has been a point of contention that i've had for a long time i don't think i don't think the left eye dominant right-handed putters are getting enough love and 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 that's been my issue because as soon as i see a flange line my my opinions immediately well you know i guess i can wait for like a custom or some nonsense like that (laughs) uh but in this case there is multiple heads in this line that i'm i'm excited to get to hit because a roll because it will work with my stroke Mm mm-hmm and I'm the exact same way. I, I have the same eye dominance and, and I putt from the same side. So you put a flange line in my hand, my miss is going to go further right historically. And <clears> it's just <throat> one of those things. So to see these options, it's another piece of them like really trying to have something for all audiences. And, and, and I appreciate that. And they've, they've done the same thing for their tour guys too. Like you have to <clears> think <throat> about the amount of effort that went into getting John Rom 
to change putters. And they didn't even go in with the intention of him doing it when he did. All they did was they went in and they showed him how many three putts he had the previous year. And based on their robot testing with these inserts, they are 21% closer to the hole on misses. So it it would it, they they did the theoretical thing with all of his statistics, and I'm sure by now the story is going to be out there, and we're going to tell it. And if you read my article, you're going to see it. What happened was it would have cut his misses from 30 feet and out his three putts in half. If that would have cut him in half, he would have made what 2.5 million more dollars, and he would have gone in strokes gained. He would have gone. He would have increased by two, 2.0 in strokes gained. He would have gone <clears> from number 23 in the world to tied for number eight in the world. I guess that's okay. Like that's, that, are you that's saying what, James, that if I put the AI oh, one oh in God. my bag, <laughs> I'm going to go from the number one. You're already number one, one in your family. So 100 million in the world to number <laughs> what? Seven to number seven. Okay. Just like that. Just like that. I mean, but you heard a, it here first folks, James miles. That's uh, yeah. at, Coach, what is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't is even know what J-Man underscore TH or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Be sure to cash in those receipts in about a year when you're not. <laughs> All right, so but here's prediction time. Huh. Which putter do you think works most for your game? And which putter do you think works most for mine? And that includes, you can do it one of two ways, James. You can either pick both style and head or one from each. Oh, I mean, the problem is I know which one's going to fit me the best overall. And and like it, it'll be the one T in the milled line with the top line. If you go from a fit perspective with left eye dominance and that 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 will be the one that I will be the most consistent, comfortable and accurate with. Um, if you're talking about what do I potentially want to pick? Um and what could I end up for fun or anything else like that? Probably the three T, which is basically in Atlanta in the mild line, or the Rossi. Yeah, the Rossi that, is uh, that is the in, it's the John Rom putter, Rom head, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I assume that you would lean the AI one, the non milled because you love that insert so much. I, I assume there'd be an inherent need to throw a little black tape on the flange oh, line <laughs> and just like put a little bit of white out on the top. I could, I could ask the guys, Hey, you guys got any Sharpies? Get a Sharpie real quick. Can yeah. I just, can I just mark this line out <clears throat> real quick? Okay. No, but I mean, I mean, that's where the Rossi comes in. And like I, I, that insert, that, that's what I'm most excited is I want to sit there and roll a putt with each one interchangeably one after another and see which one checks the box sound wise. I'm not, I, I'm not thinking mill just because it's milled. Like, like I have no problem playing an insert. I do wish that the the one T setup was available in the AI one with that insert because just because of the top line, and mm-hmm. that's a fit thing for me. But the temptation to just fall in love with a gigantic mallet is always there for some reason with Odyssey and me. I'm not familiar with what you're speaking of. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, if you maybe if you maybe guess for you, yeah. if we go if we go from best fit, it's the one T. Now, what are you gonna pick? The crap if I know. Yeah, I wonder if they have any giraffe versions of the one T there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a long neck in yeah. here? Somebody give me like two of these heads and just weld them together overnight. I'm not needy. <laughs> I'm just different. Okay. <laughs> 
Why do you keep drinking beer every time I try and make a joke? It's weird. Hey, hey, <laughs> gotta do what I gotta do. Can I tell you a little secret? Sure. I've had a Daytona in the bag, a Toulon Daytona, for the better part of what I shall unceremoniously call aeration season. Because I, and here's my plan, James. I know it's always a March thing, and I know it's, in March, I'm emotional. I'm probably mm-hmm. fatter than I usually am. It's cold, and I, I ponder mallets, okay? And for like 15 days in March, you slap me on the wrist and say, quit being dumb, and then we move on. <clears throat> this year, I decided to try it a little bit differently because when I put on aerated greens, I have no expectations of anything. Uh, it's it's Plinko Town. So for a putter to make putts on Plinko um, and maintain its line, it's a very fascinating endeavor. So long story short, I've had a Daytona in the bag, which is effectively what, the 8? Uh, yes. 8T. Um, so that, I, I feel like might be a front runner for me. I mean, I could see that. I've always that. wanted the number seven to be like a real thing. Same. Um, shout out J Lou for trying to push me on that. The Vegas that's sitting in the corner right now. But I feel like that AT has got a lot to prove. Uh, but but I'm I'm with you, man. I'm excited to try all these different shapes, especially the Atlanta style, the the Johnny Rami special. Well, a lot I there. mean the the six T in the middle line, which is a very familiar rounded mallet shape that you see from some of the other big name manufacturers <clears> and their guys like for the, for Odyssey to add that in there, I think is a really, really cool shape for them to mm-hmm. put in. I don't know that I'll get along with it. Great, but I think it's a really cool one. I, I I'm excited. Honestly, I think I would be more inclined on the, the typical AI one. If all the putters were releasing at the same time, because there's a couple of those other shapes uh, like the jailbird mini. If it was hitting in the beginning of all this, I may just go all the way crazy and go jailbird mini. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it'll be fun to see where we land, and we'll definitely put that in the conversation. You'll you'll see it if you followed along with the event <laughs> at all. You'll you'll find out a few things, I'm sure. We, uh, I, I imagine we're going to be very <clears throat> active. Here's what I know about James. All right, he's already pre-packed a. I bet you he's not packed a single pair of clothes but I am confident he knows where his extra battery is to plug into his phone. Yes. Yeah. Tr- the club, cool. the club, the clubs are packed. Yeah. The clothes are not. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Um, yeah. Can I, can I tell you one more secret? Oh, okay. Um, so James has been a long fan of the idea of being a fan of hockey. Um, and he said that it will require him to, have me present to walk him through a game. Right. So I checked, unfortunately Dallas doesn't play in at home while we're there. However, they have two road games. Both nights were together. And the second one is against the impossible, inconceivable Connor McDangles, McDavid. Um, And we're going to sit there and watch this hockey game, regardless of what else is available. (laughs) Uh, while partaking in uh, um, some hops or wheat or whatever you're into. Uh, and we're going to finally get through this together. I, w- I mean, Shorzy counts, right? No. 
Oh. That that is the best version. You cannot have the best version of hockey. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I can't wait, buddy. It's gonna be super fun. I'm sorry to cut it a little short this week, folks. I, I I'm really glad we did this. Um, and hopefully my voice is a little bit worth more tomorrow. Uh, but I feel great. It's just I have uh, a destroyed voice. So did I say that right? Destroyed voice. Yeah, sure. it sounds so weird when you say that. Anyways. Check out the Odyssey AI1 and the AI1 Mild. It looks unbelievable. I hope you're excited. James, I know, is excited. He's a putter snobberoo. Um, can't wait, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Thanks for having me on, man. Of course. Let's get you back on to talk more about it. And I I think there's, there's a chance we get to take one of these home with us. So we'll have to get back on and talk which one we selected and which one we're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just to see what, what adventure takes us um, and to see if we're right. So yeah. Anyways, if you guys are playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Uh, it snowed in my eyes tonight. Like I saw it, <laughs> not like on a, on a TV channel. I was sitting in my That's house, terrible watching out the window. It didn't touch me. Thank God. Uh, or thank goodness. I guess you'd say, but it snowed here. That needs to not happen again. We're done with that for like, eight months ish so anyways if you can golf this weekend and you're laughing at me because you're in a better climate have fun make it count uh tell your friend they hit a great shot just don't do it every time because that's weird and we'll see you guys next week thp radio on the hackers paradise podcast network your number one source for all things golf subscribe on itunes to never miss an episode